Hi, this is Babu Krishnamurthy, your financial Sherpa from FinSherpa Investment Service. Hi, uh, today we're going to talk about money, a very interesting aspect of money. Uh, you know, traditionally, I'm, and I'm talking 5,000 years ago when human beings started the settlement from being, you know, uh, wanderers, we started settling. That's when the concept of uh, currency first evolved. Earlier, we used to barter. So if I was growing uh, rice, I would kind of give it to somebody and take potato in return kind of stuff. Obviously, bartering had its own limitations. And then, uh, you know, kingdoms came and they started forming these uh, currencies using copper and so on. So we have Roman civilization, Indus Valley civilization, all of them. We have history of currencies. Over periods of time, that moved to paper currency. Uh, till the early 1990s, we had this concept that currency was backed by gold reserves. So every currency issued, every country issued currency equivalent to the gold reserves that they had. Right? So that was broadly the concept. Then there was a Bretton Woods conference where they changed that and they said no longer based on gold. You can freely issue currency depending on your purchase power parity. And there was a formula determined for that. So over the last 100 years odd, we've always been uh, trading in paper currency, US dollar, Indian rupee, or whatever be that, right? But there are interesting things happening. As we're all aware, uh, you know, technology is pervading every aspect of our life. On the currency front as well, tremendous amount of changes occurred in the last 10 years. One such change is uh, what we call the cryptocurrency or Bitcoin as it's more commonly called. There are only two extremes in this. One extreme is calls it a fraud, something that's going to burst. The other believe this is the evolution or the start of a new era in uh, digital currency. See, over the last 50 years, currency has become a political tool globally, right? I mean, so it's quite evident we see economies and countries run and uh, trade based on their currency. US is a classic example. So there's a lot of uh, politicization of currency that's been happening. So about 10 years ago, uh, a Japanese uh, inventor decided to move currency away from this politi politicization and create what is called the first digital currency. And that was Bitcoin. It's a cryptocurrency. What do we mean by cryptocurrency? It means that it's an embedded currency which is available in a crypto locker. Now, this currency, like the regular currency, doesn't change hands. But the currency is in one place. It changes ownership. So it used to be owned by A. It can now be owned by B. So the currency remains as is where. The ownership alone keeps changing. And this ownership can change anonymously. There is no need for both people to know as long as, uh, you know, it's done in a, sec in a secure vault. This whole uh, Bitcoin uh, technology is based on a technology which is called blockchain. And that's the revolutionary technology that's kind of powering these uh, cryptocurrencies. Just for your information, there are in excess of 3,000 different uh, digital currencies now prevalent in the world. At least 50 governments have now started work on creating their own uh, digital currencies as well. In the re recent budget, Nirmala Sitaraman has stated, 
RBI is going to put up a white paper on creating India's first digital currency as well. So we're going to see a lot of action in the digital currency space. So the, the way to trade in or buy in um, a digital currency is to go to a currency exchange. And if you go look online, because it's completely a, a digital currency, it's not available in the physical space. There is no physical evidence of that currency also. It is available only in the digital world. And there are lots of currency exchanges. You can go to any of them. Coindesk is one of the most popular ones. You can register your, you can open an account there. And there are many exchanges of that nature. Their job is to, uh, you know, kind of uh, trade, I mean, enable trade of these currencies. So you can easily open, uh, like any online account, you can open an account and then buy and sell uh, any of these currencies. Bitcoin is become like a Xerox. It's become a big brand name primarily because it was the first and it's probably kind of uh, moved up quite significantly in value. It's almost 50,000 US dollar plus. See, also the reason why Bitcoin has gone up so steeply is also evidence to the fact that cryptocurrency, unlike regular currency, is limited in nature. It's consciously limited in nature. To create cryptos, you cannot create new cryptocurrencies. Only the existing cryptocurrency has to be kind of broken down and it kind of uh, creates more. So it goes in the pattern of 1 16th of the currency. It gets broken down. And the way it gets broken down is through a certain formula that somebody needs to crack. And these formulas are very complex mathematical formulas. In fact, I am told in Japan, they have these large factory full of people who are sitting and trying to crack these formulas, right? So the idea is to make it hard for people to, uh, you know, acquire these uh, things by themselves, which is why the value has gone up pretty steeply for Bitcoin. Recently, uh, Supreme Court has allowed even in India for people to open an account and buy, uh, um, you know, these uh, cryptocurrencies. They can open an account and kind of uh, pay in, out of their net banking a certain sum of money and buy. And the advantage of cryptocurrency is that you can buy to the uh, fifth or the sixth decimal. So you don't need to buy one Bitcoin. You can buy 0 0.000052 bitcoins if you have only 2000 rupees to invest you can still buy one small tiny fraction of a bitcoin yeah so that's the advantage of a digital currency you know uh, if somebody had asked me this question about a year ago i would have also thought like you uh, but having seen how uh, something like a zoom has taken off in this covid times I am to believe that uh, in another five years, all of us will be uh, trading or transacting on, bit, uh, on some kind of a uh, digital currency. I have no doubt because it is easier, safer, quicker to do on digital as compared to a physical currency. Most important is that it has no political overtones, right? It kind of is a very neutral currency that way. Uh, today, currency is starting to play a very political game. I mean, if you hold US dollar, it's a higher value than Indian rupee, than something else. So there are political overtones are completely removed in the digital world. And we are now moving into a digital democratic world. Right? Facebook, uh, Facebook doesn't have a country. It's a country by itself, right, with the number of people it has. 
So Facebook is going to launch their own, uh, you know, digital currency. So eventually, you will find that some of these uh, corporates or countries, those lines will blur uh, over times. And my belief is that uh, digital currency will be uh, adopted much quicker. So there are lots of instances where uh, some of these guys, because it's so secure, that if you keep it in your locker and you forget your uh, password, you're finished, right? So there is no way you can retrieve that. So there are lots of cases in the world where people have got these digital currencies into their locker, kind of locked it, kept a secure password, and for some reason the person has died or something like that, his family has not been able to secure that. And there are permutations combination now running that it could take 200 years of a software running to eventually crack that code. So kind of stuff. So it is, those are the disadvantages. Because it is so secure, if you lock it and you lose the key, you're finished. But that's, that's one part of it. The second is that because there are two other things which I think go against uh, these digital currencies or bitcoins. One is because it kind of undermines the regular currency, governments don't look at it very kindly. So we do expect some form of government action against the digital currency to happen. I mean, globally, no government is kind of very happy with the digital currency because it kind of undermines their currency. If you buy Bitcoin, you're buying it by giving your currency. So obviously, you don't want your currency, you want Bitcoin. So governments don't like it. So one that's one uh, reality we have to face with. But uh, whether they like it or not, it's a reality and it's going to keep coming. I don't think that they can change which if you go to buy a car in Japan, for instance, you can now pay it in cryptocurrencies. So the car, the, the, the dealer will be happy to accept it in cryptocurrencies. So to that extent, uh, we still have a problem in specifically India that uh, the acceptability, the vendors don't accept digital currency for purchases. So that's the other, uh, other issue, uh, but it'll come. Uh, I agree and disagree. Uh, one way, uh, yes, it will, all the black money will come into some form of uh, regular light. But the other thing is, it is so anonymous that you really don't know who is holding money as well in the digital form of the world. Uh, so that's the other side of things. So digital is also not very uh, open in that. So it kind of doesn't reveal itself. Uh, so there are issues around that aspect, which also governments don't like. Because it is anonymous, governments don't like this fact that we don't know who's holding how much and so on and so forth. So those are issues. 2010, if somebody had bought, say, uh, 1000 rupees worth of uh, Bitcoin as an example, my guess is that its value today would be something in the region of about Uh, having said that, uh, very difficult to put a number and say, if I put 1000 now, in the next 10 years, will it kind of repeat? Not sure. Uh, typically, assets must appreciate, not currencies. Currency is only a, mean of, a means of transaction. My own view is, Bitcoin seems a little kind of over the top. It has to moderate over a period of time as well. So I, I'm not kind of pretty confident that this kind of a growth will continue to happen. Difficult number to say, but I think with the whole world kind of going that direction, 
I do think uh, we should start uh, putting. My only ask of you is, go there, explore, take small nibbles of it. Don't invest your last money there uh, because it is still new. Put some small amount, put not more than say 3-5% of your surpluses there and see how it goes. Take it every month as it comes. Don't do one big lump sum, you know, that always creates problems. So that's the way to kind of explore. Like we nibble new food when we get, when we get it on our table, nibble this investment as it goes. Chennai Love